Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, let's talk about Major League Baseball MLB. Because there is a new study out there that says that the umpires in MLB are essentially racist. And guys, this is a study from a college senior. I can't believe that this this is actually getting any traction, but it is. And when I found this, I thought it was absolutely laughable. And I said to myself, I got to make a video on this because I can't believe that this is out there. But the only reason I believe that this is getting any traction out there because of the times we're living in. We're living in a time right now when everything is seen through a racial lens. That's just the way it is. When you're talking about CRT, when you talk about anything, we saw the athletes in the NBA and sports in general, everything was racially motivated. And this study here, man, I think it's kind of laughable to tell you the truth, but this just tells you the nature of our colleges and the way these college students actually think. Now, guys, I have two degrees. I have a undergrad degree and I have a master's degree. I never thought like these students today. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water where these students are just seeing everything through a racial lens. So let's dive into this. MLB umpires show discrimination against non-white players, according to study. I can't believe that they even gave this thing the time of day because check this out. It says here, new studies suggest MLB umpires discriminate against non-white players, according to Hank Snowden, a student at Claremont McKenna, a student. Now, I looked it up. He goes to Claremont McKenna in the People's Republic of California out there in L.A., and he's a college senior, not a Ph.D., not a Ph.D. study. That's completely different. That's on a whole nother level. This is a senior thesis. Nothing more. And guys, when, when you actually want to find racism, you can manipulate any kind of data, data you want to fit your narrative. You know, that's why we have Keynesian economics. And that's why we also have uh, Milton Freeman, who was a capitalist, whereas Keynesian. John Maynard Keynes was a uh, was a liberal. But I digress. It says here the study used balls and strikes data from the past 13 seasons to determine the rate of missed calls against certain players. Snowden determined which should be which, which should be strikes were called balls, which balls were erroneously called strikes and then looked at the race of the umpire, batter and pitcher. What Snowden found was that umpires made advantageous advantageous calls when the when their race was the same as the person receiving the advantage. This is ridiculous, guys, because one thing we know, if you actually watch baseball, the batter's box is subjective. There is no complete standard from umpire to umpire. It's not. It's an imaginary box. That's what it is. That's why it's so hard to call balls and strikes, especially, you know, when you have the ball coming uh, to the catcher at 100 miles an hour in a lot of cases, umpires got to have a very, very good eye. And it's a judgment call. That's the way it is. There is no official boss. Now, when you watch Major League Baseball today on TV, you get to see the fake bots. The umpire, he doesn't get to see that. So I don't know if this student took that into consideration here. 
but this is um the abstract from um his uh, study. It says utilizing 13 years of Major League Baseball pitch tracking and play-by-play data, this study investigates racial discrimination by umpires when making pitch calling decisions. Two models, two models were formulated, one that predicts the probability of of a strike erroneously being called a ball, batter favoritism, and one that predicts the probability of a ball erroneously being called a strike, pitcher favoritism. The probabilities are modeled as a function of whether or not the pitcher's or batter's race is the same as the umpire's. With over 3 million pitch observations, multiple subsample and time trend analysis were conducted to examine with whom the discrimination lies and how it changes throughout the sample. The results suggest that umpires are significantly significantly more likely to call to make calls that favor players of the same race and that these effects have not diminished between 2008 and 2020. Furthermore, these biases seem mostly held by white umpires who account for a wide majority of umpires in MLB. So this is his theory right here that MLB is racist. Guys, this is ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm scared to death for the future, you know, after my day passes. We're, we're seeing everything in our society being pushed through a racial lens. I don't know if they're actually teaching um, uh, Ibernet, Ibernet's Kendi in school. Maybe this guy uh, took his class where everything in society and life is racist. This is ridiculous. But check this out, guys. I pulled up the single season strikeout leaders in Major League Baseball. I believe this is actually in the history of MLB. Let me get this ad off of here. And this shows you Mark Reynolds led the league in strikeouts in um, 2009, 223 strikeouts. Adam Dunn, number two, 222 strikeouts. Okay. And if you look at this list here, the top uh, 50 here is roughly in the range that uh, this student used for his analysis here. Now, if you look at these uh, players right here, the overwhelming majority of these players who led the league in strikeouts are white. So he determined that the white umpire, because majority of the umpires are white, why weren't the umpires that favorable to these white guys here who led the league in strikeouts? Why? Now, I know Chris Carter here. Chris Carter led the league in strikeouts in 2012 because he was with the Astros. I watched him. All the man did was strike out, swinging like crazy, swinging like crazy. Now, of course, you know, you have strikeouts when uh, you don't swing. But I know for a fact he was swinging at balls and missing them. Uh, Aaron Judge right here, half half white, half black. Rhodes is a Yankees fan and Rhodes is not a bit fan of Aaron Judge because what does he do? He strikes out a lot. Ryan Howard, black guy, another guy that struck out a lot. He led the league in back-to-back seasons in strikeouts. But for the most part, guys, all of these guys on this list here, all these guys here, for the most part, are white. They are. I mean, even a player 
that is widely considered to be the best player in Major League Baseball is on this list. Mike Trout, 2014, led the league 184 strikeouts. And he is a white guy. So th- this, this, this study here is completely ridiculous here. Now, here's, here's the funny thing here. Based on this study here, it says the difference amounts to. And actually, let me let me read this first here, because this will give you more context. Uh, the study used balls and strikes data from the past 13 seasons to determine the rate of missed calls against certain players. And uh, Snowden, Snowden determined which should be strikes were called balls, which balls were erroneously called strikes, and then looked at the race of the umpire, batter and pitcher. What Snowden found was that umpires made more advantageous calls when their race was the same as the person receiving the advantage. But here's the thing. The difference amounts to get this 0.3%. And it says, which while small can be significant over the course of a single season, according to Robert Arthur of Baseball Prospectus. 0.3%. And his conclusion is that umpires are racist. It says here, these effects are small, but also large enough to be noticeable. Mistaken calls are about 0.3 percentage points more likely due to race effects, according to the study. Snowden estimates the umpires called about 18,000 pitches differently over the 13-year period of the study because of racial bias, meaning a little more than 1,000 change calls per year. Any individual player might, might only receive a handful of these in a season but for black players in the league already struggling against discrimination in other regards, any additional barrier is a significant problem. So this is what this student came up with, that black people are being discriminated against. Black baseball players are being discriminated against in baseball. How can anybody actually take this serious? How? How can anybody actually take this study serious, folks? I have no idea. Man, what sports has gotten out of control, man? Colleges gotten way out of control. So 0.3 percentage points has determined that major league umpires are racist, mainly talking about the white umpires because they represented the vast majority of the umpires. And guys, actually, if you look at the the trends here, there's actually more minority umpires now actually umpiring, call, calling balls and strikes now than there was back in uh, 20. 08, I believe, when this uh, study started here. But what do you guys think of this? Major League Baseball called out by a college student saying that your league is racist based on balls and strikes. Even though people that actually watch the game know that the the batter's bots or the, the strike striking ball bots is subjective. It There isn't really a real box there. It's an imaginary box and it's a judgment call. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Oh, boy, I feel bad for the next generation of college students here. I don't know what they're teaching. I really don't. But I'm not surprised since this uh, study came from the People's Republic of California at a liberal arts college. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson and the NFL. Now, we have been covering Deshaun Watson quite a bit on Black and White Live, but I felt that we needed to actually talk about this situation on this channel here. But I'm going to be very, very discreet because there are some graphic details that will get get us kicked off of YouTube. So I'm not going to go into those details. But if you want to learn about those details, go go ahead and check out Yahoo Sports and also check out ESPN. They have the details as well, folks. And it is disgusting. So I'm not going to address that here in this video. But guys, it looks like Deshaun Watson. There's a real possibility now, guys, that Deshaun Watson could be facing criminal charges. And we know all of the allegations. I can't even talk about it to tell you the truth on YouTube. But you guys know what I'm talking about. This is turned from a civil case now into a possible criminal case. Now, I guess we could have we all in a way should have kind of saw this coming because Deshaun Watson wants to be traded. The Houston Texans were actually trying to trade him. There is a reason why Deshaun Watson is still a Houston Texan right now. And I believe he's going to be a Texan for the rest of this season. It's gotten to the point now, guys, that he has become untradeable. And I have to give credit to uh, Mike Florio over, over at Pro Football Talk because he was right on top of this. Teams are afraid that they can lose Deshaun Watson for two years. One one thing that I think is going to happen, he's going to end up on that exempt list. I truly do believe that he will not play a down for the season. I did a video on the live channel talking about how Deshaun Watson is now fourth on the depth chart for the Texans. We know he's better than every quarterback on that team, but they don't expect him to play at all. So he will end up on that exempt list. And if the NFL finds him guilty of violating their personal conduct policy, he could be gone for the next year. And just because he was he he would end up sitting out all this year, if he gets suspended, there's no time served. So teams do not want to trade a lot for him, really anything at all right now, if you can lose him for two years. And we know that the Texans want a lot for him. But check this out. This is why this is exactly why Deshaun Watson is not tradable right now. Grand jury investigates investigation started on Deshaun Watson case over here on Outkick. And if you look here, Clay Travis uh, tweeted out, he says, wow, big news here on Deshaun Watson. There has been a Houston grand jury and panel to decide whether to bring criminal charges against him. Uh, Mark Berman here says, according to sources with knowledge of the situation, there is a Harris County grand jury investigation being used to determine if there is sufficient evidence to bring criminal charges against Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, steaming from 22 civil lawsuits. Deshaun Watson is in huge, huge trouble, and there is a mountain of evidence against him. A mountain of ev evidence. This is a bunch of women. I believe it's like you have 22 civil lawsuits here, but 24 women overall, if I'm not mistaken. But it gets worse. The NFL is getting blasted by these women because some of these women now have been interviewed by the NFL. 
check this topic out. Deshaun Watson accuses frustrated over investigation. The NFL and Roger Goodell have failed me. Over here on ESPN, women angered by questions from NFL investigators during Deshaun Watson inquiry. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of this, but I have to stop at a certain point because it gets into details here. And man, I can't put this on YouTube. But it says here at least two of the 22 women who have accused Deshaun Watson of misconduct are frustrated with the way the NFL has handled its investigation into Watson, according to Jenny Verintas of Sports Illustrated. Verintas told, spoke to two of uh, Watson's accusers, Lauren Batsley and Ashley Solis, both of whom had reservations about their interviews with league investigators. And it says here that it's so graphic. They have a warning right here. Okay. But it says this, Batsley and Solis felt NFL investigators were patronizing and victim blaming during interviews. Solis grew angry when the investigator asked what Solis was wearing when she met with Watson. Now guys, why was that question even asked? I mean, She's there to give Deshaun Watson a massage. And I'm just going to read this part right here. You guys judge for yourself. It says this, quote, this woman asked me what I was wearing, which honestly really pissed me off. Solis told Sports Illustrated and what was her first interview with a media outlet. She explained that that's something that she has to ask, which I don't believe at all. I'm not sure. What I'm supposed to be wearing that would suggest. And I can't even go any further than that, folks. I cannot go any further than that. Read the rest of it for yourself. So. Solis is basically saying that the NFL was insinuating that, hey, based on what you were wearing, you were probably asking for it. And she got really upset about that. This is not going to be a good look whatsoever for the NFL as well. Because as of right now, folks, Deshaun Watson has free range to practice and play with Houston Texans. The NFL has done nothing, nothing. The NFL is failing right now. Roger Goodell done. He has done nothing with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely nothing. This is crazy. This is crazy. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Deshaun Watson Possibly facing criminal charges now at this point. Man, this man is in a bunch of bunch of trouble. I can't remember an NFL player being in this much trouble probably since Ray Lewis, to tell you the truth. Even Ray Rice. That situation was bad, but I don't know if it was this bad with this many women accusing Deshaun Watson of unspeakable crimes. Wow, I'm just blown away by this. That we're at this point already. NFL season's about to start. Deshaun Watson, his status is in limbo. He's not going to play. I truly don't believe he's going to play. And he is untradeable at this point. Not that a grand jury has convened. Now, if a grand jury determines that there is no criminal charges here, which honestly, folks, I don't see how they're not going to bring criminal charges. But if there's not any criminal charges, there's a chance that Deshaun Watson could still actually um, get traded. I really do. But if there is criminal charges, 
The Houston Texans are stuck with this man. He won't be tradable. He won't be tradable because then he would have to go to trial. And there's no telling how long that's actually going to take. The Houston Texans could be in a real, real bind with Deshaun Watson. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Last night was one of the best things I've seen in a long time involving sports. Major League Baseball put on this Field of Dreams presentation, and they played out in Iowa where they filmed Field of Dreams, and it was fantastic. The pregame was awesome. Kevin Costner was there. James Earl Jones did a voiceover, and it was the first time in years that I felt a massive emotional connection to the game that I grew up playing and loving. And I did. I got a little emotional last night. And uh, it was it was great. But I made it through the uh, first round of the Yankees batting. And the Yankees are my favorite team. And then I turned it off. Why did I turn it off? Because Mac Jones was making his debut for the New England Patriots. And I wasn't fixing to miss that, regardless of what was on TV. Well, somehow, some way, last night's event uh, had to be made into some kind of a racial issue during the broadcast, and it was by A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. Last Major League Baseball game I went to, Alex Rodriguez hit three home runs for my New York Yankees. Went up to Arlington, watched them play the Rangers. Pretty awesome because in a stadium of about 55,000 fans, 40,000 of them in Dallas were New York Yankees fans. And it was great. It was great. But for full disclosure, do a lot of Yankees fans just really feel that A-Rod's a, a Yankee Yankee? Mm, I don't know about that. Not like Derek Jeter. Or, honestly, not even like Jason Giambi and Nick Swisher, if you want to know the truth. Okay, that's just being honest. And, of course, there were so many great players growing up. Ricky Henderson, Dave Winfield, and my favorite, Don Mattingly. Well, A-Rod somehow, someway, made a point to bring race into the scenario from last night's events. Oh, let's get to this. A-Rod calls for more diversity in baseball after Tim Anderson's Field of Dream walk-off. We need more African-Americans. Virtue virtue Signal of the Day award goes to Alex Rodriguez. As recently as 1995, 19% of Major League Baseball players were black. At the start of 2021 Major League Baseball season, that number was down to just 7% as diversity in the sport continues to be a problem. Does it now? Are we sure about that? World Series games aside... Thursday was one of Major League Baseball's most successful nights in years as they brought the 1989 film 
field of dreams to life for a sport that often struggles to attract new and younger audiences. Yeah, we'll get to that. They perfectly promoted and delivered on Thursday night's event aired by Fox. During the postgame show, Alex Rodriguez celebrated the night and hoped it attract more diversity to the sport. Ah, why can't it just attract more people to the sport in general? More people. Because I got to tell you, you've got a people problem regardless of race in baseball right now. I got texts tonight from people who haven't texted me in 10 or 15 years, A-Rod said, to describe baseball fans being reinvigorated. Yeah, it was fantastic. And here's what I love, fellas. He continued turning to David Ortiz. Quote, four home runs by African Americans. Wait, what? This is a big night for baseball. It's a historic night. We need more African Americans coming back like when we broke in. The biggest home run of the night was hit by White Sox star Tim Anderson, who gave his team a walk-off victory and gave the Field of Dreams event a Hollywood ending. Anderson is one of the few black players in Major League Baseball, an all-star batting champion and one of the most exciting players in the game. Anderson was undoubtedly introduced to a new slate of fans Thursday night. Huh. If you're a fan of Major League Baseball, do you really believe that fans currently don't know who Tim Anderson is? Uh, Okay. Uh, As great as Anderson is at playing baseball, he doesn't like watching the sport because it's, quote, boring. For years, Major League Baseball owners and older fans have pushed back on players for trying to add flair and personality to the game. Players were instead told to play the game the right way. Are we literally saying black players can't play the game, quote, the right way? For real? Are we saying that? A sentiment that retired Cy Young winner CeCe Sabathia has blasted for pushing black athletes away from the game. Again, you're saying black athletes can't play the game the right way? Slowly, bad flips and celebrations are being accepted as good for growing the game without players being scolded to play the right way. Thursday night, Anderson showed the audience he's bringing energy to baseball. Hopefully, this sport allows him to do it. Okay, so let's get to the diversity part because it's just me. Or is Major League Baseball overwhelmingly got a massive Latino player base. Am I going nuts? Puerto Rico, the Caribbean, uh, Mexico. Is that not considered diversity in some way, form, or fashion? And now, let's just talk about the elephant in the room that's stomping the piss out of the NBA and, and Major League Baseball. It's football. The rise of football is stealing audiences of all colors, college and the NFL. You can almost see a direct correlation between the rise of college football ratings and the dropping of Major League Baseball ratings. I mean, college football games on Thursday nights can draw 10 and 12 million viewers. Freaking Mac games on Wednesday night, can draw 3 million viewers. More than a Major League Baseball game. 
Okay, people love football. People have gravitated towards football. Football is sucking the air out of the room for all kinds of younger viewers. And look at me. I grew up loving baseball. But somewhere around 2002, the rise of college football, football stole me away. Now, I still watched and was very intertwined into Major League Baseball, but I'm a sports nut. But there wasn't wasn't for a second I was passing a good NFL or college game up for any Major League Baseball game. Period. All right? I also feel like, to be honest with you, Major League Baseball's got a lack of real personalities of any color. Okay? I mean, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, David David Ortiz, Big Poppy, Lenny Dykstra, Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry. I mean, the names go on and on of guys that were larger in life in, in personality. A lot of those guys are now in college football and and the NFL. Football has taken a lot of steam away from Major League Baseball and to a lesser extent the NBA. And and let's just be honest. And and uh, again, I don't see that there's a diversity problem. You got an issue. You got all these Latino players in baseball. Somehow, some way, that doesn't count as diversity. Is that what we're saying? I'm so sick of hearing about skin color. It's always got to be about skin color. It doesn't even matter. Uh, no matter what we're talking about, you know, A Rod, what you should have said was it would be great that so many people came back to the game. We get more younger people of all races back towards the game. Because the fact is, the game is boring for a lot of younger audiences versus college football and the NFL. I mean, that's just that's just a fact. That's just a fact. And, and I'll tell you, Last I checked, last I outfitted a youngin' to play baseball, baseball wasn't cheap to play anymore either. It, it just wasn't. There's, there's so many parents now that have put their kids into these baseball academies. And you're like, man, my kid just wants to go out and play a little baseball. And now there'll be six kids on a team that's all in some private baseball academy where they're literally going to school for their education in the same place they're being taught to play baseball. Who the hell can afford that shit? I can't. I mean, come on. I mean, in a lot of ways, that has taken some of the fun out of playing, I think, for some younger some younger kids, okay? Let's just be real. It's football that's stealing, that's stealing a lot of people, regardless of color, away from baseball. It just is. I mean, base football is more exciting these days. You know, that's where your personalities of all colors have gone and are playing is the NFL and college football, to be real. Peace, I'm out. Oh, and the NFL and college football have found a way to connect each other through the NFL draft.
So you already love a lot of these college players as they're coming out to the NFL. Baseball doesn't have that. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, the Tokyo Olympics ended last week and one of the best parts to come out of the Olympics was seeing Tamira Mensa Stock win the gold medal in wrestling. This woman loves her country. She loves the United States of America. She is proud to be a citizen of this country and she has been vocal about it. She put in the hard work and it paid off. And she won an Olympic gold medal. Now, her dream was to actually purchase her mother a food truck. She was actually looking out for her family before herself. She's married. She comes from a very, very good family. And it is unfortunate that her father was not able to see her actually win a gold medal because he had passed away, I believe, when she was in high school. But she never lost faith. She doesn't buy into the woke sentiment 
that was going around in the Olympics. She didn't have the mindset of a Gwen Berry. She didn't have a mindset of a Megan Rapino, And she came on. She came out on top, unlike those two other players that I named. And I love making that video on her about her winning a gold medal. I love what she had to say about the love for this country. We need to celebrate more athletes like her. We really do. Now, guys, we got some great news about Tamira Mensa stock because her dream now is coming true in a very, very huge way, probably even bigger than what she actually expected because she wanted to take her winnings and give it to her mother. So her mother's dream can now come true. And folks, I'm proud to say it is coming true in a huge way. Now, check this out. Olympic gold medalist Tamira Mensa stock makes mother's dream come true with $250,000 surprise. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, wait a minute. I thought she was only going to give uh, $30,000 to fulfill her mother's dream. Well, we have a very, very good story here. Check this out. For Olympic champion wrestler Tamira Mensa stock, her gold medal is a dream come true, but it's also just a part of her plan. Quote, it honestly feels just feels like it was just meant to be. Mr. Stock told ABC 13's Adam Winkler this week. I feel like this is something that's been in the making since I started wrestling. I always knew I could do it. And she did. She absolutely did it, folks. And this is her right here. I believe this is her and a mother right here also. But it continues on here. But it says, but Mr. Stock, a former student at Morton Ranch High School, said she couldn't do it without the support of her mother, Shonda Wells. Mr. Stock said her mom sacrificed a lot for years in order for her to pursue her passion, a journey that's resulted in the first wrestling gold medal for an American black woman. Now it's time for the wrestler to reciprocate. Quote, I just want to help my mom's dream come true like she's helped mine come true, said the young athlete. Five years ago, when Wells was cooking and selling barbecue out of a pit on two wheels, Mensa Stock promised her a food truck. The plan was to use her winnings, Olympic winnings to purchase a $30,000 truck. Well, those plans changed Changed faster than Mrs. Stop pinned her opponents. Absolutely. Quote, I did my research on her and I fell in love with the person she is, said Cameron Davies, owner of Cruising Kitchens. Davies is a Houston native who now lives in San Antonio and operates Cruising Kitchens, the largest manufacturer of mobile assets in the world. His team will design, build and donate a $250,000 food truck for Wells. That is amazing, folks, because you see, hard work and patriotism pays off. It pays off. Mr. Stock is not a victim. She's not. She hasn't been out there saying I'm a victim because I'm black. No, she put in the hard work. It paid off. And now she's getting rewarded for all of her hard work, her patriotism, I love this story, man. I absolutely love this story. She's probably the uh, the best story to come out of these Olympics because we had a lot of negative stories out there. 
ABC 13 was on a call with Davies and the family the moment Wells learned the news. Quote, it's time for you to take care of her because she's been taking care of you. Davis told Davis said to Mr. Stock, quote, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The mom said through tears. Thank you so much. This is a dream come true. I've been wanting this for her for so long. Mr. Stock said while sobbing, I pretty much forgot about my dreams. Just wanted hers to come true. Man, this is this is such an amazing story, guys. I mean. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just actually talking about this because we know nothing and nobody succeeds without putting in the work. Now, these other athletes out there, they didn't have the mindset of Tamir Mensa stock. And so now, even today, they're, they're still trying to play themselves as victims. And we know it's all a lie. But I believe that Mensa stock is a real person an everyday person that doesn't think about herself. She's not selfish like a lot of these other athletes that we see today. And this is why sports is in a terrible, terrible position the way it is now, because these athletes are selfish. They feel entitled. And this is a woman that puts God first. She puts her family before herself. And she's not afraid to put in the work. You have not heard her say I'm a victim. She loves this country. She even said that Japan is great. But she said the United States of America, there is no place like this on the planet. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. I love this story. I really, really do love this story. Um, hopefully she competes in the Nets Olympics in Paris because we need more people like Tamira Mensa Stock. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for black and white sports coming out of the Olympics. It seems we only have a few actual athletes that had a true patriotism streak in their body. And as we know, the Olympic ratings took a massive crash. Uh, and a massive crash due to the anti-American sentiment, uh, the anti-patriot patriot movement out there by so many athletes who wants to talk about the fact that uh, America doesn't represent them, Gwen Berry, turning away from the national anthem and the flag, and other athletes of that same ilk. Now, we've got one out there, Tamara Mensa-Stock, who, of course, had that dramatic moment winning the gold in wrestling. And she has made no bones about the fact that she loves this country and she loves representing this country. And that is what we like to see. Uh, that is what we have been used to all these years. And there's a couple of things that have been missing from these athletes. Traditional American values, generally speaking. And uh, God. All right. And we don't, we don't see a lot. We, we certainly don't see the God part uh, being praised from these athletes. 
And uh, let's get to this story because she has made some comments now that the Olympics is over. She's back over here. Olympic gold medalist wrestler God spoke through me. Olympic gold medalist Tamara Mensa Stock went viral last week for her post-victory response when asked, how does it feel to represent your country like this? I love representing the USA. I freaking love living there. Stock said before pumping her fist, smiling, as she pulled an American flag draped around her shoulders, tighter to her body. The Olympia joined America's Newsroom Wednesday, days after the end of the Tokyo Games, when anchor Dana Perino asked about the now viral interview Mensa Stock reflected on her emotional responses. Quote, that specific moment when I was asked that, I felt like I went into a trance and God just spoke through me. And I was like, all right, look directly at the camera and just go, she said. Now I know there's a lot of negativity going on. I just want to enlighten people of my feelings to spread positivity, and it happened. Mensa Stock's display of patriotism was a direct contrast to so many Olympians using the games as a platform to air grievances over the United States. She is grateful to have grown up in the U.S. Quote, I was born here, Mensa Stock said. My dad is an immigrant from Ghana where he met my mom. I grew up in Texas. Hell yeah. It's the only place I know, and I have traveled all over the world, and I definitely wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I prefer it here. Japan was beautiful. Here is better. <laughs> the Olympic gold medalist plans to use her winnings from the games to buy a food truck for her mother, fulfilling a lifelong dream. And that is awesome that she plans on getting her mom a food truck so her mom can make a living. I mean, how great is that? That's sort of the American dream, right? We try to try to make it in this country better ourselves, put in hard work, and not just be given things, a la a Marxist movement. Yeah, I said that on this channel. And she represents everything we look for from our Olympic champions, our Olympic gold medalists, our Olympic com competitors, and is why so many of us turned away from the uh, anti-American athletes like Megan Rapinoe and her soccer team that decided to kneel before the games, Gwen Berry, Team USA, the basketball team, uh, we weren't really on board with, simply put, because we know how so many of those NBA athletes feel, regardless of what Kevin Durant and Draymond Green tried to do, talking about they love this country after the fact. Well, if you did, your asses should have stood up uh, last year while the NBA was promoting Marxism all over your basketball court. All right, so you kind of lose me there. I think you're a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, you got to start using your voices. If you love this country, you need to speak up about it a lot sooner than you did. Don't wait till just the Olympics. You guys can stand up and push back against the narrative in your own sport and show, look, Adam Silver lets you players run the sport. Uh, so you should use your voices and stand up to people like LeBron James when they're running their mouth about the police. That's just the way I feel about it. Uh, it's great to see her doing what she has done and promoting God, which you just don't see a lot. 
from these athletes. It seems to be a subject everybody wants to run away from. She unapologetically praises God right there on TV. We like to see that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I think it's a good story. Peace. I'm out. Hit subscribe. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about Mike Florio because the head Corona bro himself has come out and made some comments, and now he is virtue signaling for the NFL and the NFLPA to install some mandatory vaccines. That's right. He just can't lay off the gas. He asked the question, is it too late for them to come together on the agreement? I'm going to point something out in a second. Because if they were to do mandatory vaccines and you had players literally say, I'm not doing this, you would have four teams without starting quarterbacks, essentially. Sam Darnold came out a while back and said, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not comfortable with it. You've got Lamar Jackson, Ravens, saying the same thing, essentially. Kirk Cousins, pretty much the same thing. And you've got Mac Jones and Cam Newton, two quarterbacks on the same team, that basically punted on the question the other day when they were asked if they were vaccinated. They basically told the reporter, it's none of your damn business. Now, once again, if you chose to get vaccinated, congratulations. If you chose not to, congratulations. We believe it's your business. Nobody should tell you what you need to do. Nor do I think Mike Florio should be making that decision on behalf of players, but he's trying to make it anyway. Here we go, because good Lord, he's about to wet himself over the fact that there may be some players in the league that's still not vaccinated. (sighs) Is it too late for NFL and NFLPA to agree to mandatory player vaccines? More and more companies, including the league office, have begun to require COVID-19 vaccinations. I think that is absurd. Given both the struggle to get people to choose to take it, and ever-changing circumstances regarding a pandemic that is becoming an endemic, months ago, the NFL and the NFL Players Association decided that players would not be required to be vaccinated. By the way, 90% of the league's vaccinated now. Uh, Circumstances have changed since then. Now, given the close quarters that players occupy both on and off the field, and in light of the manner in which the Delta variant is rampaging, through the nation. He made sure he used that terminology to get you all lathered up. Rampaging through the nation with too many occupants who foolishly fear neither fear nor anything else. Yeah, he actually wrote that. It makes sense to step back, take a step back, and ask the question, should the league and the union agree that the vaccine will be mandatory? One source on the management side of the ledger says it won't happen and can't happen that the union would never approve of it. Okay, you would think Florio would end it right there. One source, let me read that again. One source on the management side of the ledger says it won't happen and can't happen that the union would never approve of it. Well, you would think he'd let it go right there, but no, we can't do that. 
However, with more than 90% of the players already vaccinated, a vote of all players or all player representatives or the executive committee possibly would result in a decision to make vaccinations mandatory. The union recently suggested daily testing for vaccinated players. I think that is also utterly ridiculous. It's a safety measure. Requiring vaccination is another safety measure. Unions are split on the matter of mandatory vaccines. The AFL-CIO supports vaccine mandates. Other unions favor preserving the ability to rank and file to choose whether to get vaccinated. The NFLPA staked out a middle ground, insisting no mandate but agreeing to a host of incentives and disincentives aimed at getting players to choose to get vaccinated. Once again, we're talking about world-class elite athletes in fantastic shape. Even so, many players already vaccinated, it's likely the NFLPA would not choose to change course. Now, as the pandemic once again rages, oh my God, this guy is the fear monger of mongers. Now, once again, as <laughs> once again as the pandemic rages, the nation lacks the kind of leadership to successfully get enough people to choose to get vaccinated. A decision by the NFL and the NFLPA to make the vaccine mandatory could prompt other companies to do the same. Oh, God. So he's wanting a fallout out of this. He wants the NFL to lead by example and make other companies, which I also don't agree with, to make the vaccine mandatory. It could also prompt other Americans who are vaccine hesitant. No, it won't. Or vaccine, no way in uh, hell-itent. Thanks, Florio, for the word pun. To finally do the right thing. It remains unlikely... And that's unfortunate. As a source noted, a ton, a quote ton of star players are opposed to the vaccine. If it ever would have made sense to force them to choose between getting vaccinated or not playing, it's too late to change course now. It would create too big of a mess and potentially would result in multiple high-profile players walking away from the 2021 season which would be a utter disaster for all kinds of reasons. So, it does indeed seem to be too late to make mandatory vaccinations, which means that someone else needs to stand up and provide the kind of leadership necessary to get us through what hopefully will be the strangest days of our lifetime, because it's hard to imagine them getting any stranger. Yeah, wait till they come up with another variant conveniently around the next presidential election. Oh, I said that out loud. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, we've got Florio once again out there waving his vaccine pom-poms, trying to get the NFL and the NFLPA to come together and install mandatory vaccinations. Now, let's say they did that and all of those quarterbacks decide to walk. You just officially tanked the season on the Patriots, who have a chance to get that last playoff spot. On the Vikings, who has a chance to make the playoffs, without a doubt. What about the Panthers? Sam Darnold? Maybe. You never know. You never know. And definitely the Ravens, who have Super Bowl aspirations. You're asking all those teams to potentially tank their seasons. Not to mention, if you have that many quarterbacks walk away from the game, oh, 
the quality of play is going to be rat bastard awful, and never mind television ratings dropping, and they're going to drop. If you lose that many quarterbacks in the league, they're going to drop. There's always been a correlation between the NFL quality QB play and NFL ratings dropping. It would be a disaster for the league, a disaster for those teams, and a disaster for the city. It Look, never mind the fact that the city's been waiting for NFL football to come back so they can go into the stadium and see, in a lot of these cases, their star quarterbacks play. In New England, they've never watched Cam Newton or Mac Jones play. Okay? Carolina. Do you think those fans don't want to see Sam Darnold play? Florio doesn't care about any of that. He Number one, he's rooting for chaos. I've heard him say it on the Pro Football Television Show. He's rooting for chaos because it's self-admittedly, by him, makes a fantastic story to talk about. I mean, I kind of get that because of what I do for a living. But come on, Florio. I mean, really? This is ridiculous, and it's amazing how he wants people to just check their rights at the door because of his own personal belief set. That's what kills me about the whole group that's out there waving the pom-poms for this shit. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, if you call for a mandatory vaccine mandate, you guys get to win now, don't you? Think about that, okay? I mean, that's the thing. Again, I'm not against you if you choose to get it. It's your own personal decision. But the fact is, y'all are hoping for a big old W, okay? You're hoping for a W and a laugh after everybody has to get a mandatory vaccine. That would make your day. I know it would. You would laugh all the way to the, I don't know where you'd go, but to hell maybe? (laughs) That's That's the one place I can think of. This is ridiculous. And this late in the game, we've already played. We're about to go through, what, two preseason games are gone. And by the end of the weekend, the first preseason will over, already be over with. The first preseason set of games will be over with. And where are they supposed to find quarterbacks if all these quarterbacks decide to walk? My God. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Oh, my God. Peace. I'm out. Florio. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.